0: Listen, Sharon Hornhouse from here. Let's talk about how to rake someone over the coals to supersize your business. I was going to put a question mark on this one because should you really rake people over the coals if you want to grow and build your business? I suppose it depends what kind of business you want to build and when you learned your leadership skills or had management training. Now, the way they teach management training and leadership skills and what's acceptable and not acceptable in corporate America, in the business world, in a lot of places, is very different than how it was taught even a few years ago. Although I went to school more than a few years ago and got my experience beginning leadership, management, etc. in a, a different time and different era where different beliefs and standards and mores and ways of treating people were acceptable that are absolutely positively no longer acceptable. I remember... Let's talk about this idiom, where does it come from first, before I get into a story about my inappropriate management style. I have a couple of stories about that, probably. Uh, number one, this is an idiom that's been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. It actually comes from the Middle Ages, and it's one of those with kind of a horrifying background. It's an, it actually is from the description of a certain type of torture, first um, found in 1565, where uh, prisoners, mainly heretics, Were literally bodily dragged over hot coals as punishment now I I think that's torture and it is definitely torture but that was one of the things they back did back in the Middle Ages (laughs) Uh, so what does it mean today it's come to mean when you reprimand somebody severely when you uh, really get on them for doing something wrong or something they supposedly did wrong if a boss just reams somebody a new you-know-what because they made a mistake or they did something wrong or said something wrong at work. Um, it's when the, your dad overreacts because you got in a car accident and dented the car and we're scared to tell him, but you tell him anyway and he overreacts and he rakes you over the coals and totally reprimands you and goes off all upset and grounds you for two months or whatever. Uh, never happened to me. I did, did I, I don't think I ever crashed a car until I had my own car and then I crashed it. Uh, and my dad wasn't a rake you over the coals type of person. Although he did grow up in the old school of management and leadership style, no doubt about that. Uh, so have you, like me, ever noticed that your leadership style, your uh, the way you're treating people isn't exactly how you want it to be? I remember a time in back in high school when I was the editor of our newspaper where I would actually, I had this big coffee can of markers and to get people's attention if they weren't paying attention I would huck a marker at them I would literally chuck and throw a marker at people now it's totally if I laugh now because it's so inappropriate I actually can't believe that I used to do that and think that it was okay I guess teenagers think all kinds of things are okay that probably aren't so I decided that instead of just going down the torture route and thinking and trying to make a case for being severe and harsh with people is okay because i honestly believe you should treat everybody the way you want to be treated and i wouldn't have wanted somebody throwing markers at me back in high school so probably it meant that i should find a better way so over the years over the decades actually i have found better ways to lead better ways to manage better ways to deal with people so i looked up an article i looked i looked up an article about feedback and and steps to getting feedback to improve your leadership why because the only person we can really improve and motivate is ourselves so i found a good little article about the 10 steps to get feedback to improve your own personal leadership style and i used to do this in corporate american and i did my and i continue to do it today and ask for feedback but i did it in my businesses as well why because we need to know how people perceive us how people view us we need to pay attention to what people say and what they kind of information they give us because it's clues to how they're really responding to how we're communicating how we're leading how we're interacting with them whether we're connecting with them or not so what are these 10 steps number one and i obviously did not write this list but i thought it was really interesting uh because this number one would not have appeared probably even on the list at all but it certainly wouldn't have appeared on the list say 20 years ago Uh, when I was in the midst of my corporate career Uh, the first one is build and maintain psychologically safe environment a psychologically safe environment so people know if they give you feedback they're not going to get any backlash I 100% agree with this and I believe I used to do that with the people I asked feedback from but it's number one on the list right now make sure people know it's okay to give you feedback create a safe environment create it and maintain it just don't make it up and then act like it is and then Go around and rake people over the coals after they give you feedback. That would be the exact opposite of what we want to do. Number two, ask for feedback skillfully. Well, what does that mean? Find a way to ask for feedback that uh, makes it easier and people more comfortable in doing it. What I used to do uh, in corporate America, we did. Uh, I did with my team and with myself what I call 360-degree feedback. And what I would do is I would have people on my team, and I would do for myself, Let's talk about what I would do for myself. What I would do for myself is I would create a form and a checklist and I would rate myself on different behaviors, different things that I thought were important for my job. Now, I created that list, and and I did it for the people that reported to me as well so that we were all on a consistent framework. So everybody was comfortable with the process and the system that we used for rating and and giving one another feedback. So we'd rate on a scale of 1 to 10 because then we could statistically analyze and make some subjective things a little more objective, and we could see improvement over time, et cetera. And then we'd have sections where you'd give examples and comments and why you rated somebody a certain way. So if you rated somebody average, you'd say, man, you know, you do what's expected, but you don't necessarily do more. Or they'd give specific examples of when you had exhibited that behavior or not exhibited that behavior. So find a way to skillfully ask and make people more comfortable giving you feedback. Number three, request both positive and negative feedback. Nobody wants yes men giving them feedback, or if you do, you must really not want to improve, which means you're probably not a good leader, which means you need that feedback and you need to improve. So remember that we want to hear both the things that people like about us, the things that drive them nuts, and the things that, yeah, they just don't care about one way or another. Number four, uh, when you're receiving feedback, give your complete, full, 100% attention don't be checking your phone. Don't be checking your watch. Don't be checking your email. Don't be looking out the window. Don't be twiddling your thumbs or using crazy body language. Literally, pay close attention to the people that are giving you the feedback and listen. Listen very carefully. I say, take notes so that you remember as you are doing the next step. Uh, well, not two steps down the road. Next, don't defend. Don't debate. Don't argue with them. You can say, Can you give me some examples of that? And ask clarifying questions. But you don't want to ever get defensive or put somebody on the spot or debate whether you agree with their assessment of you or not. Because remember, it's just their impression, their opinion. Number six, own your reaction. How you react and the things that, that tweak you or bother you the most are probably the things you need to take the closest look at. At least that I found. that's what I found when I was getting feedback from people. Uh, A lot of times people will say something and other people will sometimes see the behaviors we're demonstrating more than we see them ourselves. I remember getting feedback from uh, people in my Italian food business certain times and they would say, you are super frustrated and stressed out. And there was a lot going on in the business and they were absolutely positively right. And the people I worked with would actually see that in me and they'd see the, 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 the symptoms of me starting to get frustrated or starting to get stressed out or losing sleep even before I would admit it to myself so it became very very helpful Uh, but it was up to me to then own the reaction that yeah I am and then ask myself why am I feeling stressed what's going on why am I feeling frustrated why am I acting frustrated why am I taking my own frustration which is 100% mine out on other people in terms of being short or curt or um hurried or harried or whatever um, number eight we want to reflect and oh number seven we want to demonstrate gratitude we want to thank people for giving us feedback and actually it's hard to remember but feedback and things people say to us and some people tell us it's just a snapshot and we should be grateful for it because it is a gift it's a gift of information of how we're being perceived whether we agree with it or not it's how another person is perceiving us and we should be grateful and thankful for us for that because it allows us to see ourselves better and the impact we're having on other people in our business and on the world uh, number eight we want to reflect and evaluate we want to evaluate all of the information we get I always did my feedback where I didn't just get it from my boss or from one other person and I actually started this in corporate America where we would do our team would do feedback the way that We did it for our team. And then when it came time to meet with my boss, my boss was a participant in my feedback, my annual feedback. But he wasn't the only one that had a say in it. Everybody, especially the people that reported to me, to me, they were a better indicator of my leadership skills and my abilities and how I was impacting the organization than my boss alone. Because my boss saw maybe, you know, 5% of me. My team members, my people I work with on a, on a regular basis, they saw me you know, 80% of the time that I was at work or more. So who do I wanna get in a better picture of my performance from? The people that are actually working with me. So we would do across departments, we would do team members, we would do people in different divisions that we interacted with, people we were on interdepartmental teams with. We could ask and have different people, whoever we wanted to give us feedback, but the people that we thought had our best interests at heart and really wanted to help us that would give us honest, both positive and negative feedback. So you want to reflect and evaluate. And then we had a whole computer program that I created on Excel. That's how long ago this was, where you just go into Excel and you you plug in your data or if depending on your boss would plug in the data. And then they'd create, you know, these nice graphs and charts to see, How you were trending, what people were saying, how you were for strengths and and weaknesses or areas. And you then would get to decide and create your own improvement plan, whether you want to change or do anything with it, so you'd evaluate it. Then number nine is to make a plan and take action on that plan. And number 10 is to, to sustain progress and then share an update with other people how you're doing. If somebody gave me a great piece of feedback and I actually did something with it and responded and changed and reacted, I would want to, number one, thank them when they gave it to me, but then go back and follow up and let them know how I was doing. And hopefully they would notice it in my performance, but I wanted to make sure that they knew I was working on it, as well as waiting for them and asking them to continually give me feedback. Personally, I believe that nobody should ever be surprised when they go into a performance appraisal or a meeting with their boss. You should always have a clue of what you're doing. And I guess nowadays they call it emotional intelligence. You should have... An idea by paying attention to what's going on around you notice how people are responding to you or reacting to your behaviors because people are a reflection of Us, so if we are treating people kindly and well and with respect and dignity, guess what they will generally treat us the same way So if people aren't treating you the way you think you should be treated instead of blaming them and it might be their fault Let's be honest. There's some crazy weird people in the world, but ask yourself first Is there anything I am doing that may be contributing to them thinking they can treat me this way? All right. So love to know your take on this. Love to know if you've been raked over the coals ever. I only remember my parents reprimanding me severely and grounding me one time. And I got to admit, I deserved it. (laughs) It was when I was 15. And I totally deserved it. So four of my friends and I did something dumb. We walked home from a neighboring town because we didn't have a ride. Instead of calling my parents and waking them up and having them come get me, because I was scared and I didn't want to, we decided it would be smart to walk home in the dark from the neighboring town. So got home about 5 o'clock in the morning proceeded to get in a whole lot of trouble. In Grounded, but not really raked over the coals because I totally deserved it. Have you ever done anything like that where you know you deserve <laughs> get punished, but you still are like, mm. well, hopefully you've never been raked over the coals. But uh, I about feedback, again, one of the things I did learn early on in my career is you praise in public, reprimand or give feedback that might be embarrassing or or ask questions in private you never do it in front of other people Uh, that to me is a sign of a very weak very poor very lame leader all right continuing our idioms on leadership tomorrow and through the rest of the month any questions any comments you can go ahead and message me directly or ask in the comments below and i will of course with you tomorrow with another interesting idiom what does it mean where does it come from How might we apply it to our business and maybe even our life today? If you've got kids, you know what I'm talking about. All right, have an awesome day, and I'll, of course, be with you tomorrow.